With all the rumors, Eric Jones breaks through in one of the sport's biggest races. Plus, Connor Bunn is back on the couch. And yes, we got soaked yesterday at Darlington. Episode 34 of For the Lead is next. You're listening to Racing's number one podcast, For the Lead, from the Man Cave of Mayhem Studios. Here's Timothy Martin. And welcome into episode 34 of For the Lead. Whew. It's a big show. Holy It's a big show. Am I in? You're in. Am I in? All right. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's good to have you here. Yeah. It's good to be here. Kind of emotional. All right. I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah, I know. So it's, I, I, if I start crying, it's just out of pure tiredness. <laughs> out of being so tired from, from yesterday. We'll yeah. Talk, well, yeah, we're going to get into the whole Darlington trip that turned into 25 hours Man. at Darlington. We left here at 6 in the morning on Sunday and got, got home at 7 in the morning on Monday. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I don't feel all that tired. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, that was the most exhausting I've ever been in, in a long time. That tested the man mentally. That tested the man <laughs> physically. And that tested the yeah, man's and, clothing. And, and the thing that that, that, uh, that that bugs me is, you know, so I drove you know drove all the way home. That's okay. I stopped at a rest stop. Yeah, you got a nap in. I got an hour nap in, scared f- that somebody was going to break into the car. Um, and then I get home. And I get in the bed, and all of a sudden, you just start texting me stuff. <laughs> You're texting me, like, quotes from the races, and I'm like... I'm it like, was the first time I was able to get on social media and and, uh, and see I'm what like, Kavana and Pacaris and Gluck was tweeting. I'm like, so. I'm glad you're wide awake. Yeah. I'm, I am exhausted. I felt fine. I feel great now. Yeah, everything's great. Uh, so I slept until, like, I slept from, like, I guess I finally went, I went to sleep at, like, 8 o'clock and got up at, like, 3 p.m. So, yeah. oh, man. But what a... Uh, what a uh, what a journey that we'll dive into in a little bit. A uh, big sh- big show, big guest on the show, Darian Gilliam. Did I say his name right? Gilliam. You said the Gill- Gilliam. You want you keep wanting to call him Todd Gilliam. I'll ask him when okay. he calls in how to pronounce his name, and we'll see if I can say it. You right. keep wanting to want to compare him to Todd Gilliam. It's not Gilliam. There's somebody it's, else that I kept Gilliam. messing up their name too. I kept calling. Uh, I kept saying. Well, I, I always get confused. I think Jordan Pickerel is. Yeah, you call him Jordan. You, you call him Jordan Silvestri, and I'm like, it's Jordan Pickerel, <laughs> Daniel Silvestri. Okay, and then uh, somebody else we had on the pod, oh, Quinn. Yeah, and everybody calls him now Quinn Huff. Well, yeah, all the broadcasters call him Quinn Huff. Yeah, and, and didn't he tell me his name was Half? Yeah, it's Half. But everybody says Huff now, so yeah. maybe they maybe they got that from. Thanks, Mike it? Joy. Jeez. Um, so uh, you you uh, Connor's kind of been uh, been away from the show and uh, is 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 back here for a guest spot. Tell everybody uh, kind of what you've been up to. Yeah, so I've been I, I started my YouTube channel. I've been getting content for that and vlogging and experimenting around on that social media platform. And um, and what what's the what's the idea behind that? What's the passion behind that? What what drove that decision? Um, I've just I've always in the back of my mind always wanted to to conquer YouTube, which to me, you know, to other people conquering YouTube is like, you know, getting 10 million subscribers and getting rich off YouTube. And and to me, conquering YouTube was just, you know, finally making a video 
um, and putting it out there for, for, for people to see and enjoy. I, like, I kind of have a passion of making videos and being able to tell a story through a video. I enjoy watching videos like that. And, um, you know, now even making videos, I, I enjoy more making those videos. Um, so, you know, I hope people enjoy that. And I think uh, as you're stroking the cat's head, distracting the ever-living daylight out of me. Um, yeah, that's, so I've always wanted to check that box off my bucket list of being able to conquer YouTube and conquer my fear of being in front of a camera so that I'm that, holding. Is that a fear that you have? It was a fear I previously had of, you know, like, oh, what if, what if uh, people judge me? I or, still have that fear. Seriously, and you've done, uh, you know, I've been with you for the vlogs, obviously. You've done a, uh, an amazing job. Uh, Bristol was the first vlog yeah. that you did and that, that you released. And, I mean, I, I'll be honest. It's one thing sitting down here in the basement, even when yeah. we were recording the, and the camera was on. That's one thing. But, you know, when you're holding a selfie stick up and you're talking and in these public, people are passing yeah. you, see, I still get antsy and nervous yeah. about that. I kind of feel like people are looking at me and judging me and like, what are you doing? Or kind of like secretly making fun of me yeah. off the side. But you, you, um, I mean, you handled it like a pro and you did a great job at Bristol. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a fear that I had. Like, you know, oh, people are going to look at me and, and be like, ah, you know, he's weird. He's vlogging and stuff. But like now, I, you know, I feel you know, YouTube's so big and the platform's so big. I, I feel like, you know, it's normal to do that. And, you know, even if you have those, because, you know, once we got there, I was like, man, like, it's going to be weird, like, holding this up and talking to a camera and, like, just having people around me and stuff. But, you know, you just kind of have to take that, you know, fear on the chin and, and keep going and stuff. And then, you know, as it went on, I kind of enjoyed it because, you know, I didn't, I obviously, you know, people... To me, people weren't judging me. People wanted to be a part of the video, and right. it, it it like turned like attention, like as if people like saw like an alien walk in. They they were just waving and wanting to be a part of the video. If you if you've seen it, so I think putting out the Bristol video and recording it there with a lot of people really tackled the biggest fear I have. So or the fear I had. So now I I feel like it's it's nothing for me to just take it out and um, and, you know, and I think. A lot of people watch YouTubers and stuff nowadays, so it's like, why would I judge someone that I'm just going to watch, you know, the same type of content? You know, they got to make the content, so. I think of that one guy. It's Bristol, baby. It's Bristol, baby. Yeah, so that, that was pretty iconic. And you named uh, that first vlog from Bristol. Uh, what'd you name it? Beers, Burgers, and B.O. It's Bristol, baby. Because uh, that's that's the three combinations you get at the racetrack. Or outside of the track. Inside the track, you just, it just smells like fuel and burnt rubber. But, uh yeah, you get a little bit of all that. There are some really funny moments in that video. That is, that is an iconic video. Whatever happens Especially to when you say that. Yeah, whatever happens to my YouTube channel, you know, that video will always go down as probably the best video that I've ever I've ever made just because of the timing and just where, you know, people and just it's the people that made it. it, especially in that scene, that one scene of you walking down the sidewalk. Beers, burgers, and bo, and then I zoomed in on on, on Cowboy Bob's on face, yeah. Because <laughs> he turned so. his head right when you said that. He yeah. turned his head and looked at you. I know with that with that grin too. So <laughs> yeah, uh, and then you uh, you uh, went from tackling uh, Bristol in your first vlog to tackling a golf course. Tackled a golf course in my second video. Got a hole um, in one. Got a hole in one. Yeah. So check out the video. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun making that video as well. Never really golfed before, so that was my first time golfing. 
Hit one and, hell of a uh, shot. One hell of a shot. Killed it. Crushed it. I mean, that was I an amazing. We shot. went to Top Golf, and I I couldn't I couldn't hit a beach ball. I was pinging. I was hitting the bullseye on 250 yards every time. Yeah, and you couldn't get it. Like the net was in front of us, and you were hitting balls into. The yeah, net. I couldn't. I couldn't throw a beach ball into the ocean standing on the sand. But uh, you know, we got out there on that golf course, and I killed it. That was that was so, that was a great moment. Not the yeah. hole in one, but that one moment where you hit that fantastic shot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that end scene on that vlog. And now I really can good. now I know what you're talking about. When you hit a shot, you can just feel it that it's a good shot. Right. I kind of felt that when I played baseball. You know, you could feel it when you hit the ball, and you could like feel that feeling on the bat and the noise. You mm -hmm. can you knew it was a good hit. I kind of felt that in golf too. So. That was fun, and your reaction was also was also great. For yeah, I can't believe well. I hit it that good, <laughs> man. And then uh, obviously this weekend vlog number three, yeah, so and, down in Darlington. Yeah, you know Darlington vlog is in the process of being finished and um, to be edited tomorrow, and hopefully up on Wednesday. Yeah, so your vlogs come out on Wednesdays, is that right? I'm shooting for Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Um, around noon is when I'd hope. If it's a little bit afternoon, that's that's fine with me, but. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking to put out a new video. I'm trying to you know develop like a consistent weekly upload, and uh, looking you know at, at Tuesday or Wednesday um, as my upload days. So that's cool. So check Connor out um, with that YouTube stuff. That's been a lot of fun to to be a part of that too. Yeah, it's been it's been a whole hell of a lot of fun making. It's it's definitely made the the at track experience of NASCAR race. It's it's enhanced it a couple mm -hmm. a couple points. So uh, yeah, look forward to to more NASCAR vlogs. Those I think those will forever be my favorite videos to make, just because, you know, the golf vlog I was talking about when we were doing it, that it was all new to me, and I I kind of felt like when I turned the camera on, sometimes I was like, oh, man, what do I say? Like, well, I don't, I, yeah, I can say I'm new to this, but. You know, Nat NASCAR, I'm kind of like in my natural element. Well, that'd be stuff. like me doing a basketball vlog. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like just kind of hard no to come idea. around. So I think NASCAR, I think I've found my niche in youtube you know hopefully so we'll see though got a got a panthers game coming up we'll see if i can oh, vlog that, the panthers yeah, game. i mean you're obviously a huge football fan so that should be right up your right. Uh, wheelhouse too i mean i've never been to a nfl game yeah so i don't know what that experience is like versus it's been about NASCAR five years experience. yeah it's I been mean, about I'm, five years since like, i went i'm not so. gonna walk around there's gonna be all these trailers and selling merch and stuff I mean, <laughs> where's right? the merchandise vendors <laughs> yeah. at no where's <laughs> it's definitely a different group of people um that you get it actually you know I mean, it's is there a park? The I assume there's a parking lot. I mean, yep. you're not parking in fields and you're not parking on gravel no. and mud, but I assume you're parking in a parking lot and people are got the tailgates down, right? Yeah, and the tailgates. grill out and that type of thing. You know, some people actually stay a few hours after and, and tailgate too. So it's got a lot of the NASCAR feel, but it's just a little bit of different type people. And um, I'm going to go ahead and let you know this now. Uh, you're going to be driving back from the game. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can drive back from a game. I'm not. I'm not as mentally beat as uh, as I am after a race, but I, I'll drive back from the game. Uh, um, and you've got some other. I think there's some other. Obviously, some great content down as this year we go through this year. I mean, yeah. Some other great opportunities to 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 uh, really uh, you know for fans that have uh, been a fan of this show for for almost close to a year now. Uh, I mean, you've gotten to know Connor behind the microphone. Now you can kind of see him and 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 kind of get to know him even, I guess maybe even on a more a different level uh, with the because the vlogging right. helps with that. Yeah, yeah, it, it certainly does. And like you know, I'm already thinking ahead of like videos like can you know, a Bun Family Thanksgiving, a Bun Family Christmas. You know, just just fun little videos you can well, make. And in I, wanna, the off I want I want I want to get the hike up to take go for a hike up to a McAfee's knob. Yeah, yeah. Which is an amazing view if you can manage the hike and get yeah. up there. Yeah, it takes the a hike few isn't hours. that bad. Well, I know. 
but yeah. But then then you can kind of you got to do it sunrise. Well, sunrise hike is the best. Yeah, well, I'm yeah. But you got to do it on a morning where it's you know you actually see the sun come right. So right. and it's cooling off, so yeah. that that may be something. Yeah, cool definitely in the fall we'll have to tackle that. Yeah, with the fall colors too, that would be awesome. Oh yeah, to see. with the leaves. Uh, yeah, and then there, so. uh, there's some obviously some tr- uh, Martinsville vlog, um, and. Uh, Looks like the Roval vlog, right? I yeah, mean, Roval, so Martinsville. So there's a lot. Of, I think I'm even going to Homestead. I think, I'm, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to even vlog Homestead, even you know here, watching the race. I think that'll be. Oh, especially if Kyle Busch is going for the uh, going for the cha- Well, I mean, we think that's going to happen. Yeah, it's pretty much a lock. Yeah, um, God willing, you know, he's able to go for the championship this year. So, so. Uh, something else, Connor and I've been doing is we've been racing Heat Three recently, and we've had some hell of a battles. Oh man, great Bristol! I mean, battle. this has been and and you know people that have been listening, we've documented our battles on Heat, and Connor's dominated the points. He's won every championship or whatever. But I don't know what's something cha- has changed a little bit in the la- you know we kind of took a two week break or whatever or three week or I don't know. We came back and started racing again and it just seems different. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we've had so many close finishes. The competition has definitely tightened up. I've won three races. You've won three races. Yeah. And we've run Bristol probably a hundred times and have had uh, some great finishes. We'll have to run Darlington next. Um, cause don't think I was watching that race yesterday and I wasn't making notes on what lines to run on the heat three. So yeah, it's a little more, I think it's going to be a little, a little more difficult. Yeah. You can try to get that close to the wall at Darlington. Like they were running. You can't I'll try, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we've had some tight battles in heat three, heat four coming out next, next week though. That's week. uh man. I'm going to be glued to the mailbox, uh, your mailbox <laughs> to intercept that. I'm uh, they the, the the it's an ID delivery, so you have to show them a photo ID. <laughs> you got to sign it for off. it, right? You got to sign for it and show the photo ID that it is you. Wow. Uh, that so I've I've put those extra extra policies in place so you do not get to race that before me. Wow. Uh, so that'll be fun next week. Uh, Heat four as well. So we've got a huge uh, podcast. Oh, something else that we also watched as we were I don't know we were just taking a break from racing or something. Um, what's that racing live show? Yeah. That's out. Yeah. Uh, and, and so it's got... Um, Samantha Bush. Yeah. It's got Kurt Bush's wife. Which I can understand their friends. Did not realize that... Um, Austin Dillon. Austin Dillon's wife's kind of in the mix. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, and P. Swan's, Swan's wife, Marielle. New wife. But then there's this other girl, and I think I can't remember her name. name's Angela? Is that, and she's like a... Wants to be a race car driver. Yeah, and she's the added drama to the show. It's a reality <laughs> TV show. There's got to be drama. You know that. And Samantha Bush like wants her to be a KBM driver. Yeah. And I'm not sure where all that stands, uh, but that's interesting to see. So if you haven't watched Racing Wives, um, I mean, out. I know it's a show. A lot, probably a lot of uh, girls watch it. Um, but it's, I mean, if you're a passionate, if somebody passionate and curious about NASCAR for as long as we have been, it's interesting to see that perspective from. You know, the behind the scenes and the right. wives and the drama and all that. Uh, that comes on like CMT. I don't know what it comes on, like Mondays or something. No, it's, or it's Fridays at Friday. 10 p.m. Oh, yeah, so that's that's a pretty interesting show to yeah, watch. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, so we got Darian calling in on the podcast. We're going to dive into that. Uh, everything that happened at Darlington. We got so much to talk, talk to him about. He's from the YouTube channel Black Flags Matter. And yes, they a, do. Right. Black flags certainly matter in the sport. Haven't seen a lot of black flags this year. Not this year, no. I think uh, the last black flag that I can remember is 2016 Atlanta, Kansas dominating, got the black flag for some reason, and they didn't tell him, and they kept black flagging him, and kept black flagging him. His team didn't tell him because they were trying to dispute the call. 
So he was like. Did they stopped around. scoring him at that point. Yeah, they did. After after the second lap, they stopped scoring him, and he went around for like eight. And they were just black flagging him, black flagging him, and Jason Ratcliffe was on the box disputing the call, so he never told Kansas. So that's wow. That's one I can remember vividly. There you go. All right. Uh, so uh, Darian is just about to call in. We're going to get to that. So many things to chat with him about uh, on this huge episode 34 of Father Lead. Stay with us. Crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. And welcome back to For the Lead, episode 34. Timothy Martin, got Connor Bunn here with me. And we've got a huge guest on the phone from Black Flags Matter. He was with us earlier this year, and he is back for episode 34, Darian Gilliam. Darian, thanks for calling. Gilliam. Did I mess up the last Gilliam. name again? I'm a horrible person at names. So I had just literally like 10 Gilliam. seconds ago. <laughs> 10 seconds ago. Hey, everybody bear with me. I'm, I'm, I'm having a rough day because I'm very tired. I've, I drove all night. Connor slept all night. I got to drive. I'm tired. Uh, Darian, thanks for being with us. Yeah, no problem, man. And Connor, you didn't drive Dyke, bro? Nah, man. Okay, so here, here was the uh, the original deal was I had to uh, I no, I, I drove some some oh, of the way. Oh down. no, no, tell yeah, yeah. I come out of the bathroom going down there, and my car is gone. Connor has taken it and driven it around the around the building, and I'm looking for the car, and he he drives the last ten minutes. So so yeah, I I, I drove like the last ten minutes of the ride, but the deal was I would drive. A little bit on the way down there, and then um, originally I had to be at work this morning at 10 a.m., um, so I was just going to sleep through the night on the way back, and that was going to be my sleep, and knowing that we were going to get back pretty pretty early in the morning, I was just going to hop up, you know, clean up real fast and go to work, but... Did you go to work? No, I ended up getting my shift <laughs> right. covered today right. at work, so it all worked out for me to just uh, to sleep in the car. Okay, it's yeah. all good. <laughs> so I mean, you missed a, a crazy uh, kind of weekend at Darlington, oh, man. man. You've you Darian, you've only been to Vegas and Bristol, is that right? Yeah. Oh, Darlington is a whole that other. Is, that is something. Them them Carolinians continue to impress me each time I go down there. They're crazy. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. It's a it's a great facility, and like the people up there too. Like they're like they know how to party. Too. They're rowdy. Like, oh, I mean, it it was a total yeah. It was a total throwback weekend. I mean, we got there. I mean, everybody was really nice. Oh yeah, um, good good old southern folk. I mean, it's it's you know everything's kind of all together. It's so close. Though, everything where everything is. Yeah. Um, and see with Darlington. Uh, I don't know if you remember, Darian, but the front stretch used to be the back stretch. So kind of everything, there's like all this stuff that's now on the back stretch, but it's, you know, that's where everybody used to used to go in the track at. So we ended up parking on the back stretch, had to walk all the way. We were like the farthest we could possibly be from yeah. our seats. And, oh. and then that, that was, Connor did that too, I think. Yeah, that was my, that was my park. You told me to park when there. When did they switch that? Oh, that when was back. The back to the front stretch. I want to say it was like in the late, maybe it was the early. Was it around the time that they did Atlanta like that? Because they flipped yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, they did Atlanta. Oh, like yeah, they redid too. Atlanta and then they flipped it. Yeah. Uh, that's when they turned Atlanta. They made that oval shape in Atlanta because yeah. it didn't used to be like that. It was kind of more like Darlington too. Um, and oh, then, okay. but I, I don't know. I want to say maybe it was the early two thousands. I don't, I don't remember. 
I don't think it was mm. the 90s. Um, yeah, I did that. But, you know, it was cool to see all the haulers had, like, all the throwback stuff in them, and I ended up getting the Chase hat. Yeah, it's uh, a nice-looking hat. Connor got the William Byron. Oh, man, this is a great shirt. I got the William Byron throwback <laughs> shirt on with the William Byron in pink and his uh, Days of Thunder car on it. That's uh, a... That's so, Connor, uh, and Connor announced... Uh, that he's now going to be a William Byron fan now. Not quite, no. no. Well, okay, I, I said William Byron is shaping up to be the guy I pull for when Kyle steps away. I, I just, I, I like, I like Byron. I like, he's grown on me a lot this year. Wasn't the biggest fan of him yeah. last year, and he's, he's grown a lot on me this year. What about you, Darian? What do you think about Byron? I think we talked he's about He's developing, him. man. He's developing, dude. He's going to be a superstar. I, I think he has more upside than Chase Elliott, honestly. Okay. Oh, no, see, oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that's right. I forgot that you you dogged Chase Elliott last time we talked to you. Why are you even calling well, him? Well, I, I ain't dogging, <laughs> dogging, but like, I don't know. I just think Byron got the I, I think I think he's got the most potential out of everyone at, at, at Hendrick Motorsports uh, right now, man. Like, he's the real deal, man. Well, well he, is, he has kind of grown on me, too, a little bit. Um, I would have loved to have seen him win last night. Yeah, that would have been awesome. Uh, I mean, it was awesome to see yeah. that Days of Thunder car uh, leading the pack at Darlington. That was under the lights, too. That was that was huge. Have you, um, when you were at Bristol, did you go into the NASCAR tents? You know how they have, like, they have the they have the trailers with all the official merchandise, but then they have the whole separate, like, uh, old vendors. tents, vendors. Did you do that at Bristol? Oh, yeah, dude. There were so many. Like, like actually, my die cast um, just shipped. Like the other day too, from from, from uh, my uh, homeboy uh, Danny B's house all the way to here. So I finally got all of my stuff I bought. Oh, so you had everything? You, you mailed everything back? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I couldn't fit it in the suitcase. I tried. I tried my best. Like, hey, you know, can you just ship this and I'll pay you back? He's like, yeah, sure. What'd so, you get? Uh, so I got a ton of stuff. So I got a KCI with uh, Bush Series diecast for like ninety nine. Wow. For only like ten, for only ten bucks. A uh, Kenny Irwin, um, his in his uh, first uh, in his NASCAR went to the Cup Series debut car, the twenty seven. The twenty seven, uh, I forgot the sponsor, but it's like one of those toy companies. Like, um, so I got that for only ten dollars too, and then I couldn't believe I found this a freaking JD McDuffie diecast. <laughs> hey, I've got JD McDuffie's <laughs> car right here on the table in front of us, yep. the seventy car. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that's crazy, and like. I don't know, like, and there was, like, just so many more die-casts. Like, at Vegas, we had 10 vendors, too, but it ain't nothing like this. Like, I was like, holy cow, man. It was crazy. Yeah, I mean, they had re- they had some really good ones at Darlington, too. And, man, that stuff was cheap. Yeah. And But the the Darlington one was good, and the Bristol one, we were down there, and we obviously ran into to Darian and, and his friends at, at Bristol. The Bristol tents were awesome. Now, it's like the Martinsville and Charlotte tents. It's like they're the same people, and, like, everything there is, like, wet and water damaged. Yeah. <laughs> you have the you have the couple tents that everything is just, like, why, why is this even here? Like, no one's going to going to purchase this stuff but there are some there are a lot of gems and uh and those tents and you got you got a couple yesterday yeah so what did i get i got the I larson got, car i got kyle larson <clears throat> see see what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to fill the coffee table up in front of the couch with all the big die casts and i'm trying to <laughs> get ones that i just get everyone first uh every number from all the drivers of paint schemes that i like so i got the larson mcdonald's one kind of the mats the matte paint scheme uh, I don't know. I really like that McDonald's one, so I got that, and that was like, well, it was like fifty-five bucks. Um, but then they, they had they had other diecasts, and it was kind of a letdown. It was such a buzzkill because yeah. they had this table, and it was like five of five of the big diecasts for like twenty-five bucks, but they were all like piggy banks. Yeah, they were like piggy bank diecasts. Die so they had like a key under them, and like on the roof, it had like a hole where you could put 
coins and stuff, so they weren't actual real die cast. Uh, Have you ever been part of a rain delay at a race? Uh, yeah, like 2016 uh, Las Vegas. Like, that one was crazy. Uh, it rained. Then um, it started. Uh, then there was this huge dust storm that came through. And it was just, like, so windy. Like, that was probably the craziest race. And then by the end of the race, the sun came out. So it was, it was wow. insane. And, and that wasn't a night race either, too. That was well, that was going to start no. during the day, right? So, yeah. So. No, that was the afternoon. Yeah, that was the afternoon one. Yeah, so it was crazy. So it rained a little bit during the day on us in the yeah. car, and then the rain stopped. And then we, like, got up to our seats at, like, what time? 5 o'clock? I think, or, or 5.15 five, or no, something. No, 5.30. Like it was 5 30. So the race is supposed to start at like 6.15. And then they're like, um, I mean, they did driver intros and all they that. They got right right when they got through with driver intros, the, the clouds opened up and, and, and here so it came. And so we're in the stands. And so obviously the natural thing that you do is you walk under the stands. Mm-hmm. And so we got up. Uh, we had, luckily had raincoats. I packed raincoats. We put on raincoats, walked underneath the grandstands. and then it, And then as we stood there, all of a sudden it was like, the grandstands opened up, and the water started pouring in from above the grandstands and got everybody soaked underneath the grandstands. Damn. So then, <laughs> I, I, I guess did I save the did I save the night for us? Uh, you saved you saved us a uh, you saved us from being soaked. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I look over to the right and I'm like, why don't we just go to the bathroom? And we spent the next two plus hours standing in the men's bathroom. Like seventy five people in there as well. <laughs> what? Yeah, and I, I think there were more than that. At one point, yeah. Yeah. So obviously, there's a you know there's a roof on the men's bathroom, and I, I was thinking probably gonna be stuff packed in here, but I, I guess people just didn't think about that at first, and we got in there in a pretty good spot. Mm-hmm. And then I mean, it was like there were I mean this. It, it was it was turned into more of a community bathroom because women started coming in there. Oh, it turned into a frat party. It, it was a frat yeah. party. There was this one girl in there. She had this JBL speaker speaker on her head, and she was going around dancing with everybody. And she was asking these little kids if they wanted to dance. People were people were getting getting torn up in the bathroom and buying beers and bringing them into the bathroom. So it, it was a it was a it was a rain delay well spent. The floor in that bathroom was so disgusting. Oh, Jesus, and people were sitting on it too. So, ugh. but then right before the podcast, um, we're looking through Instagram and Connor sees the girl that we saw in the bathroom on the Instagram feed. Yeah. So I, <laughs> no. I, yeah, dude. So like I I follow like the hashtag NASCAR whatever thing on Instagram and like anybody who hashtags NASCAR their post will show up on my news feed and she posted a picture and uh, said talk shit and drank beer and put hashtag NASCAR and I was like no way this is the girl so Timothy had to shoot her a DM <laughs> yeah I shot her a DM <laughs> that's funny maybe we'll that's have her I, I get her to call in on the podcast yeah I wonder if she knows anything about talk NASCAR. about the, the the Darlington experience but that was just yeah. Oh wow! And then we actually got it. We actually made a little bit of a mistake because then we went back up to our seats and sat there, and then let ourselves get soaked. Yeah, let ourselves get because you were like, "Oh, it's not that bad." And then we we're getting soaked. And then so we went back down to the bathroom, and then oh, you know, we kept seeing all oh, the. It's going to stop. It's going to stop at eight p.m. It's going to stop at eight p.m. It did finally stop. Were you watching it at home? Did you watch the rain delay coverage? Oh yeah, I was watching it. I was trying to call in to Motor Mouth. You call uh, on Twitter. Like I was bored. And I was just, um, I was at, I was um, over at my parents' house, and I was just like bored as hell, and like I was just like sitting in my mom's hot tub with this cover on and stuff. Like, yeah, and she, I Wait a minute, did like, you say you were know, sitting in a hot tub? Was, 
No, a bathtub. Oh, no. I was in like an empty bathtub because like, I don't know, I was just in my parents' bedroom and I was just like bored. I was just waiting for the race to start and we were just talking and I was like, all right, I'm going to try and call in the motor because um, they were doing it. And I called in like 70 times and I didn't get in. I didn't get through. <laughs> they, kept it, they kept hanging up on me. Dang. Ah, so did you did you stay up through the whole race? Because obviously the race started 10 p.m. Ended it. Well, I mean it was it's not 10 p.m. for you. I mean, what did it start at like seven o'clock for you? So this was like yeah, a normal night race for us. For yeah, yeah, like seven o'clock, and it ended around like 10 o'clock yeah. out here in Vegas. Right. So you know, it's a 2 p.m. 2 p.m. in uh, 2 a.m. in end time for us. Uh, what what were your thoughts of the race? What'd you think? Man, that was one of the best Southern 500s ever. I mean, it, like you know, I know some people have critiqued uh, have uh, critiqued uh, this year's 2019 package. Like, I, I mean, it was perfect for Darlington. I mean, Darlington's like it's it's kind of funny. Like, Darlington has a way where it's like it looks boring, but like once you realize how hard the uh, the track is to drive and to handle those cars, you know, going at those speeds for 500 miles. Then you realize it's very entertaining, and then you know we saw like a ton of like I mean like there's a lot of single file racing, but that's mostly just because it's like mostly a single uh, a single group track. And you know towards the end you started to see more you know passes for the lead, and then you know you started to see a lot of mental errors. And I was wait I I couldn't wait for that because that was about to be a shit show brewing, <laughs> you know with all the mental errors. You know because the race is so long and it's so late at night, and then start to see some tires get blown and. Um, that one crash um, that took out some uh, contenders. Denny Hamlin, I thought, had the race won. I was like, okay, he's just going to wait by his time. That's wait, what I thought. You know, to the very end. But then he got caught up in the wreck, so yeah, his night was done. And then Byron got some damage, and so did Kurt Busch, and those guys were all up front. I was like, damn, that sucks, man. Like, but um, I don't know, just like seeing the paint schemes, really, like it uh, just really made my night, just seeing them actually race for real. Cause, like, you know, all the hype, there's, like, hype throughout the season leading up to this race. Like, oh, Blaney's going to run this scheme. Bubba's going to run this scheme. And then, like, when they're finally on the track and you see them, it's it's, it's, it's really awesome to see. Oh, and it's a whole – I mean, yeah. I mean, seeing them on TV, I think, is, is one thing. But, that, man, being in person – Oh, man, they look them, great. Especially under the lights. Oh, I yeah, I mean, especially when the lights are out. That I think that just adds a whole other element to it. What was your yeah. – What was your favorite throwback? Oh, Bubba Wallace's uh, Adam Petty, of course. Yeah, I've, I've said that on the NFL Weekly Podcast, and I've said that on Twitter. Like, I mean, just, just seeing that scheme just makes my heart warm. Man. Like, I mean, just all the history behind it, and obviously, you know, the whole tragic situation with Adam. Like, that, you know, it sucks, but, like, you know, like seeing him and uh, I guess pre-race uh, seeing, you know, Bubba, Kyle Petty, and, like, Adam Petty's former crew guys taking a picture, you know, that picture before the race, too, like, that was pretty cool to see, and and I didn't, and I was surpri- I was surprised to see like you know a lot of Adams uh, crew they they're still in the sport today too. So right. some are mostly um, mostly retired, but some still work for these teams and all that stuff. And and you know that's it. and that's that's my favorite scheme. And probably a close second would be the Silver Bullet. Uh, oh, uh, oh yeah, Castle, oh yeah, Zero. I love I mean, that. Just because you know Sterling Marlin was the beast and. the well, for some part of the early 2000s before his uh, neck injury, but I mean, and it actually won at Darlington before too, mm-hmm. in 2002, at the spring race that year. So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, it was just that was cool to see that car on the track, and uh, I can't wait for uh, NASCAR Heat Four to come out. So once the DLC comes out, I can actually race the right. game too. So, we got great. we got that game coming. It's like, is it a week from tomorrow? 
Is it going to be early? Uh, yeah, it comes out next week. Yeah, yeah. so but, we've got the but, pre-order. Uh, but, uh, but uh, lucky for me and some other influencers, we get it uh, this week. When do you get it? Uh, we get it sometime this week. I'm not sure Whoa. exactly what day. but uh, Wait a but, yeah. minute. Yeah, like. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like some, yeah, myself and some other YouTubers and influencers, like, We've been partnering uh, partnering up with Seven or Four Games, so if you see me tweeting out some. If you see me tweeting out some things like you know hyping up the Heat Four game, like you know some of the trailers and all this stuff, like that's why because uh, we're going to be getting the game on the land. So oh, like uh, their community manager reached out to us uh, and myself and you know asked us if we uh, wanted to help and stuff. And like absolutely, you know, just wanted to give our input and how how uh, to make the game better and so forth. Um, yeah, now they're, uh, you know, uh, we've uh, helped uh, promote it. Now we're going to get it early. So That's nice. It's great. That's cool. Uh, we were talking about paint schemes. Connor, what were your favorite paint schemes? Oh, uh, what do you want me to do, top three? Sure. I'll do Byron, number one. Boom. I really like that one. Um, number two. Man, there, I feel like there was there was a lot. I, last year I was like, okay, I could really only pick out like two or three. This year there were so many that I liked. Um Number two scheme, I'd probably go with the Silver Bullet one. I, I, yeah. I like the Sterling Marlin one. That just looked really yeah, good you, on the You all lights. don't remember really him racing that. Um, I mean, I obviously do. He, you, uh, Darian mentioned the neck injury. He was going to win the championship, I think, that year if he'd not gotten that neck injury. Right. And uh, number – I don't – I still think Tony would have still won it, but Marlin would have been close. <laughs> I'm sorry. Excuse <laughs> He would have been close, though, I think. <laughs> you uh, were like three years old. I mean, how old were you? Uh, damn, 2002, 97, I, I was like six. You're six years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't start watching it until 2004, though, so I only saw like the bad ones. Uh, so I guess number three – It'd be kind of like a tie between uh, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch's. I like see I like those two. Right schemes. now, I did the top ten paint schemes that I liked. Um, and see, I'm gonna I'm, see. I'm going back to Xfinity too. Number, I still think I love that baby Ruth car. Number one. Yeah. See, I think that's my favorite. Uh, that Jeff Gordon baby yeah. Ruth car uh, that they ran in the Xfinity series. Um, but I love the the Byron one. I love the the uh, Adam Petty one. I thought that was awesome. But then they didn't come out with the Starcom one until much later on, like this week. Yeah, that's uh, and that was, that was, that's clearly up there as a favorite. That was, that was great to see. <laughs> also, a very underrated paint scheme. Uh, Greg Alding, Bobby Dodder, uh, like 08 pink one. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, and uh, the uh, Justin Haley, or I don't think, maybe it wasn't Haley that ran the car, but um the Ray Bestis brakes one for Jeff Burton. I like that one. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. That, that was one, cool too. Yeah, that one's real nice. And the all Corey LaJoy's Dale Jarrett one too. I mean, I guess we're just starting to name them all off as our <laughs> favorites, but that one was really because, like I said, there were so many good ones this year. Because Jarrett had yeah. the the didn't Jarrett drive the thirty two? Like, wasn't that the same number two on the car? In the Bush series, yeah. Yeah, so it was the set that that was one where you got the same number and they do the paint scheme. Yeah, which was ironic because Randy LaJoy was the real deal in the in the Bush series. So he was he was really good in that series. Won a couple championships, didn't he? Oh yeah, he did. He won yeah. back-to-back championships uh, in in the nineties. Yeah. So, uh, but I got a I got a question though, really quick. What was up with some of the teams who did run it, like throwback teams? I was oh, I didn't get right. That. Yeah, I, I mentioned last night when uh, they were coming off pit road. Ty Dillon came out last. I was like, you know, this has got to be so embarrassing for him to not have a throwback scheme, and everyone around you yeah. is celebrating, and you don't have a scheme. Like that's and that's stupid. So. so so, 
Ty Dillon didn't run a scheme. Um, Kevin Harvick didn't run one. No. And uh, Stenhouse didn't run one. Because, I mean, they had different sponsors, yeah. but they did, they weren't throwback schemes. And then some of the other, um, I guess, unsponsored car. Was there any other big ones that didn't run them? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't understand. understand. No, I think that's about it. Those understand. are the three big ones, biggest ones. I think an underrated, I think a really underrated scheme, in my opinion, was DeBettedetto's um, throwback to uh, the Toyota, um, uh, was what, it, G- GT or? or whatever. It was like the 40th year anniversary, but just the yeah, how clean that car looked with the white and the, the yellow and and orange on it with the numbers. I, I really like that scheme. I thought it was. And he got a top ten. I know. He snuck into the top ten. He was actually up to like sixth at one point. And man. just lost three yeah. at, the, at the end. But, man, he's. He's he's good. I mean, I think he's going to put together a. I think he's going to put together one hell of a final stretch here. I don't know about Indy yeah, because Indy's. I think I, I think yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, I don't know. I don't know about Indy. I'll maybe maybe give him a pass on Indy because that's just a. Oh God! Don't, don't remind me. It's Indy week. Uh, yeah, it's like you know, <laughs> the only person excited. Me. Only person excited for Indy is Michael Cozy, and he's going to be the only one in the grandstands. <laughs> Yeah, they've only well. I mean, the last time I checked, they've only sold thirteen thousand tickets. I'm assuming like that was last week, though. So I'm assuming now it's up to sixteen thousand. Well, and rain's and in the forecast. Much... Oh wait, there is. I yeah, think there's so. rain in the forecast for Sunday. Oh my god! Right? I, oh my gosh! I hate this track. Well, I don't hate the track. I just hate NASCAR going there. He's well, and don't you think it's going to be worse attendance-wise when they put it on the Fourth of July? See, I think they're I think they're doing it purposely because I think they're I think I think at least maximum of five years from now they're not gonna be running that race. Uh, if you ask me, after twenty twenty, it's gonna be off the schedule. I did see though Bob Pockris maybe put out a tweet and did a poll or somebody put out a poll uh, would they rather see him run the Indy race on the track or have him run the Indy road course? And, like, it was overwhelming have him run the Indy road course. Mm. Man, forget both of them. Go to IRP, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, go to IRP. Go, there's go so many... install and put in some bricks there. That's the new brickyard. Well, and, and I Let's think uh, Darlington should have two races, too. I mean, why are we only going to Darlington? I mean, they it used to, and then they gave it away. But, uh, you know, Darlington's one of those tracks that needs to, you know, go back up to two races a year. Well, no, Darlington was interesting. So, like, yeah, it used to have two races, but, you know, in NASCAR's heyday, like, I mean, in NASCAR's, you know, you know, the um, glory days, you know, the golden era, like, you know, the early 2000s, uh, that's when NASCAR started making, like, stupid decisions and they were starting to leave some markets. And I remember, like, Darlington was on the chopping block, like, oh, well, attendance is going down. We might just have to get rid of this track in, entirely, which if they did, the sport would be much worse off than it already is right now. I mean, the sport, it's, it's on the rise again, but, you know, just like, you know, during the whole Brian France regime, it was just mm. on the downward You're swing, starting to so. sound like Jeremy Mayfield, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, though. Like, no, I know. And it's just funny. It's just funny, though. Like, um, you know, the, and then all of a sudden, once those rumors started, everyone started going back to the track, and then, and they still cut down, you know, their, you know, event to just one race. And, and you know, it, it, so I guess like for a while from like, I'd say like maybe 2005 to like 2014, like it, the race wasn't called Southern 500. It was always called something else. So like, it was sort of like unofficial. So like it wasn't necessarily called the Southern 500. It was called something else, but like everyone still knew the race as the Southern 500. Right. And 2015, they revamped the whole tradition and stuff. And, I mean, in 
the span of five short years, really, since then, like since they've done the whole throwback thing, it's been it's a, it's marketing genius. I mean, it's been it's one of the most anticipated races on the schedule and really events, really, because I mean the the entire season, like I said in, in the beginning of this podcast, the entire season is built up for this race too. Like I mean, they're always they're like you know throughout the whole season they're releasing, hey, I'm gonna run this scheme. He's gonna run this scheme at at Darlington, and then everyone's like, "Oh, well, what's what's his name gonna run next?" And then he releases his. It's it's crazy. And um, next year, what's it gonna be in the playoffs? Yeah, it's gonna be in the playoffs. Which is, I brought up the point yesterday before the race. I was thinking, you know, is sponsors are they gonna be more hesitant to want to, you know, put their sponsor on a throwback car, considering it is the playoffs and that's where the limelight is and where the most attention is, and you know they really want their their brand out there. You see, like like Starcom, they changed up the whole font to their sponsor and stuff to you know go along with the throwback weekend. I was wondering if, you know, next year with it being a playoff race, if sponsorships are gonna be like you know less likely to to go towards that throwback route, which I would hate to see because. I think Darlington Throwback Weekend should be here forever. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, that's a good question. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. And, I mean, that would just piss off the fans even more. Like, don't change it, man. Well, that's why. That's the teams run this team. That's why you have two Darlington races, and the first one in the year is the throwback race. (laughs) Oh, there you go. Let's see. There you go, man. (laughs) So what are your thoughts on Eric Jones' big win last night? Man, here's, here's the thing. Like, like Eric Jones is disrespected. And, you know, Eric Jones has really been, you know, on the come up for a while now. You know, he's been, you know, he's paid his dues already, and it's about time. You know, he finally got his second career win. And really, if you ask people, that's really his first career uh, career win, just because, you know, sometimes um, some fans, they won't really count Daytona because, you know, it's a draft track and that sort of thing. And they're like, oh, well, it doesn't take real talent. To win at a at a super speedway track, you know that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. I think I may, I may have been Eric one of the ones that win. said that too. Yeah, <laughs> the whole. I mean, you know, it's good for him. You know, props to him. I don't know if you ask me. Like, I mean, I know Gibbs gave him a, a one year extension. If you ask me, he should have given him like a three or four, just because. I like in the next five years, he's gonna like he's going to be taking over that team in about three to four years. Like he's, he's, he's going to be the top dog, you know, Kyle Busch is right now, but I mean, down the line, it's going to be Eric Jones time. And, you know, I don't know when Christopher Bell is at, uh, when he's ever going to officially join, you know, the, the main Joe Gibbs racing team. But I mean, Eric Jones, man, he's on the come up. And I mean, I was like for sure thinking like, Oh, Kyle Busch has got this because Kyle Busch is every young guns kryptonite. They can't beat him. Well, unless you're like Cole Custer in Xfinity, I guess. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. the exception, I guess. But, um, no, like, nobody can beat him at times. Like, Kyle Larson can't, you know, like, and, you know, sometimes Christopher Bell can't in Xfinity. And, and I'm like, okay, well, he's, he's going to catch Jones. And he just outdrove him. I'm like, whoa. Like, he's, he's, he's putting in work, man. Like, he's still, he's pushing. He's grinding. And then what's Kyle Larson coming off of turn two? With like two laps to go, it's like, oh, okay, it's over. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and Connor's obviously the big Kyle Busch fan. What were you thinking as you were watching? Because I know you were on your feet. Uh, did you think he was going to catch him? Um, I saw him closing in. I knew it was going to be close. I I thought, you know, maybe he would get to him, but um, 
I didn't know if he was going to be able to pass him if he got to him because, you know, with this package we've seen all year that you can get to a guy, you just can't pass him. Either that or I thought he was just going to burn up his tires and hit the wall, which ultimately he ended up doing, which I'm glad they didn't throw a caution so he could, like, cruise around on the wall and get third rather than throw a caution. He had to come down, fix the car, pit. He ends up, like, 13th or something like that, whatever the last car in the lead lap was. So I'm glad they just let it play out. Eric Jones deserved the win. Um, I was glad to see him him win um too especially with the situation that he's been in so um it was a little disappointing though to see Kyle kind of I mean from the second stage on to I don't know till the second to last pit stop I mean he was dominating and you know leading a lot of laps and I watched him from the beginning of the race when he started in the back and I was like man he's he's getting around these cars easy I know they're you know it's back of the pack cars but he's passing them high passing them low like he's he's driving up here pretty nice so was, you know maybe he can he'll have to fight with Kurt Busch but you know, we saw Kurt kind of fall off there, so it was a little disappointing to see him not win, but I'm glad we were able to walk away third and with the uh, the regular season championship, too, so that uh, that's oh, going to that's going to he didn't get his fifth win. <laughs> that, that's going to help us out a lot <laughs> to come, uh, come playoff time. Uh, Connor, anything you want to oh, yeah, add about that? Champion too. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so the regular season championship is now Kyle Bush's. He has locked that up. For whatever that means. What well, that means a lot. I mean, Kyle Bush doesn't seem to care, nah, but it's it's like what is it? Ten playoff. I, I mean, know. I, 15. Hate, I don't like it. It's fifteen playoff points. It's fifteen Who playoff cares? points, but it doesn't Who help cares? you. It really just doesn't yeah, help I know. you. Who cares? It's irrelevant. The regular season championship is irrelevant for everything. I don't know why they do it like that. They give him this giant ass trophy. I remember last year at the Vegas race working it. And I was uh, asking my boss, I was like, what's this Xfinity trophy again? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's the regular season trophy. And I was like, oh, God, that's right. <laughs> the regular season championship. Yeah, the like one that means absolutely nothing. Like you don't you don't get it. Everybody, you know, the top four go into Homestead zero 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 zero. It's not like Kyle Busch goes into Homestead with 15 extra points. Like it, it, yeah. it, it means nothing. Like when when they if you want the regular season championship to mean something, have them like let them have a first round buy. Right. Yeah. Like give them a first round buy. Give them give them something like that. I saw um, uh, someone was tweeting out like if they if this were Winston Cup Series points, like who would be leading and stuff. And like Kyle Busch, you know, obviously was at the top of the board. And like that's when it would mean something. If you know, if you're going by points, that's when it means something. But the fact that we we even do points before the playoffs, I mean, I I get it for the for the guys in the bottom half trying to make it. But the fact that we even take points, like it just it really doesn't make sense to me. The whole playoff you know, picture funny, doesn't make sense. It's funny. It's funny you uh, brought that up. The whole Winston Cup points. My friend Jarrett, aka uh, the Iceberg. That's who I saw. Yeah, 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 that's who I saw. Um, he keeps. Uh, this entire season, he's been keeping track of what the old Winston Cup points format would look like today. Like, um, you know, the old points and, you know, consistency and all that stuff. So, like, the winner gets 185, I think, and then with, like, bonus points, like 190, something like that. So, um, um, so if they ran the old format today, Kyle Bush would be leading the points by, like, over 300 or 400 points. Right, so it's just like and he's just he's you, been impressive. This year. You, and you know, to Kyle, that that's got to be like, oh, like well, boohoo! I, mean, I won the I won the regular season champion. Like, what is this to me? Like, this doesn't mean <laughs> like what whatever. It, well, it seems like to me. I mean, the, what we were talking about, Darlington and and all that. Did we lose Darian? 
in the middle of the Fuddle League podcast. Did he hang up on us? We've lost Darren Gilliam. <laughs> Did you hang up on us? No, I lost connection, I think. <laughs> oh, I was about to fo- I was about to go full Mike Helton and give a, uh, you know, in the middle of the Fuddle League podcast, we've lost Darian Gilliam. <laughs> Darian no, said, no. I'm I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> He's hung up no, on No, like, no, no. What I was saying was, um, no, no, it was funny you guys mentioned the poll, um, went to cut points. Uh, Jared's been keeping track of what uh, today's um, field would look like um, with, with the old Winston cut points, with, um, you know, the way they um, handed out points back then. And Kyle Bush would be leading by over, like, 400. Yeah, that's that's insane. Well, I mean, and and that brings us to like you know, history repeats itself. Uh, we're starting to see the tradition of the sport come back. I mean, are we one day going to just see the playoffs scrapped and the regular points come back? I think that's ever going to happen. Probably not. No, probably probably not because it, it'll take away the quote unquote excitement that's already there now for the and plus the playoffs. There's already a a very young demographic of fans, like, and you know, generation of fans who. Um, they love the playoffs. Like, yeah. Whenever I talk to them, like they love it. Like um, when I t- um, um, one of the fans I see at the bowling, like you know, he asks me all the time, like, why do you hate the playoffs so much? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm just a little old school with that. And he's like, well, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, like seeing someone, you know, win the championship by like 500 or 600 points, like that would be so boring. And I'm like, well, I mean, not really. I mean, like, yeah, it would be boring, but like they, you know, they deserved it just because, you know, they had the best season, you know? Yeah, I mean... With these playoffs. I mean, the playoffs are very entertaining. I'm not going to lie. They're extremely entertaining, but it's not legitimate. It's but not legitimate points. It's not, legi- um, you know, a legitimate champion. Were you a fan? Uh, I mean, and I agree. I think this whole one... I mean, because Connor and I were talking yesterday, like Ryan Newman could have won the champ. He was one spot away from winning the championship in whatever year that 2014, was. 2014, yeah. And he never even <laughs> won a race. And But were you, were you a fan of the playoffs when it, it was, they reset it with 10 to go, and then whoever had the most points won the championship? It wasn't that last yeah, race. Chase. Yeah, yeah. Were you a, Were you a fan yeah. of that? Yeah, it was the best of both worlds back then. Um, and that's when I started watching was in 04. So I've never seen a season with consistent points. And the only reason... I know I even know about that um, is because, you know, I played the old NASCAR Thunder games and, um, you know, I would always, uh, you know, play with that points format. But, um, yeah, I mean, the original chase was cool. I mean, you had to be consistent to make it in. And then, you know, as the years went on, they sort of uh, revamped it, like, you know, changing it from 10 to 12, which I really didn't understand either. Um, but, like, you know, adding wins as bonus points, you know, and then the final 10 races, you guys just go, you know, like the top 10 or 12, which is go. And, you know, the most consistent guy wins. And, and, you know, I mean, I could live with that just because, you know, you had the best of both worlds. Like you had to be really consistent throughout the regular season. And then, you know, once the playoffs hit, you know, it, you know, you had your top 10 points reset. So everyone's all bunched up. And then you would have to be consistent again, those final 10 races with this. I mean, you know, like uh, under this format, like, uh, like I don't think we are ever going to see a repeat champion anytime soon, just because we've seen five different champions under the system since it was implemented in 2014. And I was talking with some, uh, I was talking with my stepdad too, and he's like, he's like, man, it's kind of like, uh, um, he um, he said it sort of reminds him of the uh, heavyweight title, like what the heavyweight title meant, like the 
90s when the heavyweight division in boxing was pretty big. Like, you know, like once Mike Tyson, like, you know, once he stopped boxing for whatever reason, like, you know, it was just getting passed around. It, it really didn't mean as much. So I don't know, like when Johnson won his five and then when you saw someone else win, like that's when it was like, wow, like, yeah, like, okay, finally someone won and all that stuff. So I don't know, like, like people say they hate dynasties. Like, like, People hate they they hate dynasties in the moment, but you know when they you know look back like on them, they're always so fond of like oh look how dominant this guy was you know that's why you know Earnhardt Johnson and Teddy with their seven championships like that's why we look back on them so fondly today. So I mean under this format, I don't think you're ever going to see that again. See, I'm I totally agree with that because I'm a believer in sports that the best man can always win. I mean, you look at the New England Patriots. You know why they win every year? Because they're the best team. And come February, they're the best team. They're the most complete team, and they go out there and win. Baseball, you get seven seven games in the World Series. you got to win four to win it. The best team wins. I don't understand why in NASCAR we've put together this package where it's like, oh, you know, well, the best man doesn't always win. Like, I don't I don't like that because for me it's exciting as a fan to watch a guy and a team go out there and every week have to put it together, put it together, put it together to add up points. You know, rather than, like, to me, it, it takes out the excitement factor to me knowing that, you know, someone like, I'll throw it in it, Ryan Newman can just cruise around all year and then kind of just flip flip a couple switches in the playoffs, get in a couple good scenarios, get a couple breaks, and then, boom, they're ending up in the Final Four. And it, it's just take, I, it's taking the legitimacy I, of a championship away from I our sport. I think it's a little bit more difficult. I think it when Newman was um, got his second and almost won it, it was a different – it was a different system. I think it would be more difficult for Newman to do it today with the playoff points that you build up throughout the year because what Kyle Busch and, and who, who else? Point. Kyle Busch and there's like two others, I guess, that are going to go into the playoffs. Kyle Busch is pretty much going to be. We were talking about this. He's, He's pretty, pretty much, much going to be set. a lock to Homestead. Uh, somebody who hasn't gotten any playoff points, I don't think they could do that. But you look at somebody like a Ryan Blaney could. He could be the Ryan Newman. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, anybody could. It's got to be frustrating for – I mean, I know it's frustrating for Kyle Busch. It does have to be frustrating. As a fan of Kyle Busch, it's, it's frustrating too, knowing that you know he should probably have like two or three championships by now and that you know when he steps away, he'll never be in consideration as like the top five or six greatest drivers ever because he doesn't have those quote-unquote championships in the prime of his career because of the playoff system we have. And Larry McReynolds ever said it. He even said it too earlier this year when he won his two on their race. They were debating on Race Hub, you know, if he would be – one of the best drivers ever, and Larry McReynolds straight up came out and said, uh, no, he'll never be considered one of the greatest, and he'll never win seven championships or even come close to that because of the format we have now. Yeah, but I don't agree with that necessarily. I don't. I think Kyle Busch... And also... Go ahead. Oh, and also, I mean, fans already, they already uh, disrespect him. Like, oh, 2015, he won, but he wasn't supposed to. I kind of say that, too. Yeah, Mar- Timothy to disrespects Kyle with, uh, He's under He's an that. illegitimate champion. Um, I mean, now, come on, Darian. How do you win the championship starting half the races in the year? Do you agree with that? Well, that's not his fault. It's situational. Not I know it's not his fault. fault. Don't blame him. It's not like he failed a drug test. All right. He's an awesome Wayne self here. All right. You know what? Uh, we're done. The show's done. <laughs> show's canceled. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Now you've all, you all have messed me up. Um, that's the next championship season video. Kyle Busch, 2015. There you go. Hey, there that's we go. No, but but what? Back to what Connor was saying. I don't agree that Connor. I mean that uh, Kyle Busch is not going to be considered one of the greatest 
of all time. He is going to be one of cons- I think I think Larry Mack's wrong. I don't think the championships matter. They're not going to matter. It's going to be everything else. The cumulative what he's done from trucks, Xfinity, Cup. Because uh, you were asking me, what, is Kyle Busch going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I mean, yeah. absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, he, he is going to be – I mean, he's, what, he's got over 200 wins now. He's got – I don't know how many he has now, but um, – 30 years from now, Kyle Busch is going to be this, like, mythical legend that we will tell our grandchildren about. Like, hey, there was this guy who basically ran in everything there was in NASCAR, every sort of race possible, and won all the time, and he was hated. But he could never win a championship. And I, and I think fans... So, I mean, you know, at least, like, you know, not multiple championships. Right, and I think fans who aren't knee-deep in the sport, like us three... um, and many others. They don't really know who he is. They don't know who he is, and they don't understand how how much how difficult and how much different each of the series of those vehicles, the trucks, the Xfinity and Cup drive, and how much effort and preparation you really have. I mean, you can have the talent, but you have to know how to drive those cars. I mean, we well, see even NASCAR fans don't understand that either. Some NASCAR fans don't either. So. I I know, and it's it's crazy, and like it it pisses me off to no end. When I get on Twitter on Saturday and I see Pockers' interview with Kyle Busch after he blew the motor, and Kyle said, "I don't know what happened. I'm not that slow, or whatever," and that's what he said. And people were like tweeting back at Pockers and was like, "Oh, he's crying. Like your your favorite driver would have said that too if he blew up. I don't know what happened. I'm not that slow. Like it it just seems like Kyle just has such like these fans just label anything he says like that he's just complaining, that he's crying, that he's ungrateful, all that stuff. Like when he's really like he's he's like rewriting history in front of our faces and some fans are just like don't want to believe it and don't want to understand and then he went and did a really good interview after the race at (laughs) at darlington but then he ended it with what connor yeah he we we just watched the interview back that he did with who who was it was dave Uh, probably dave burns yesterday and uh it was a really good interview he was really optimistic happy that they had a good day congratulate eric jones and he was like i don't know if i've ever hit the wall and wall road for the last two and a half laps and came out with no caution. Oh, wait. Yeah, I have. Xfinity Series 2016 Auto Club blew a tire on the final lap, had a ride all the way around there. He threw that in there. He threw that petty jab in there at NASCAR. (laughs) But uh, got to love him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think Kyle Busch is going to win at least two more championships before he retires. Dude, I hope. I hope. (laughs) Well, see, I don't know, man. I'm glad that they're moving the race away from Homestead, but if they're going to do that, my opinion is that the the end the last race needs to rotate. Every year it needs to be a different last mm. track. That's what I think. Yeah, because um, you know Gibbs, the Gibbs guys at Phoenix are... Well, Har- Harvick, too, is good at Phoenix. I mean, in Larson, I mean, Homestead was his track that everybody said. Well, he's never won there, but everybody seems to say Rip Larson's unbeatable at Homestead, yeah. but he's never won there. Um, so I, I think they should move it around. Move, uh, I'd love to see... Can you imagine Martinsville being the final race? Or That'd be nice. Richmond being the final race, That'd or nice. you know those top Darlington Kentucky. being the final race, Kentucky. Yeah, another thing that makes me mad too is like when when Logano was leading the last couple laps last year at Homestead to win the championship. Rick Allen was just going on this rave up in the booth saying, like, only 29 years old. He's one of the youngest champions we've ever had. I'm like, dude, I don't give a shit. Under this package, I could put a, I could put a helmet on a broomstick and, you know, put him through the playoffs, and he could win a championship. Like, it really does not matter nowadays. Like, Kevin Harvick's 40-some-odd years old. Would not be surprised to see him win a championship. If William Byron played his cards right, would not be surprised to see him win a championship with just the format that we have. I don't. I don't like the whole 
hyping up drivers like they're better than they are because of the format we have. Because I really, Joey Logano, grill me if you want. He does not deserve that champion. Kyle Busch was a real champion last year on paper. He just didn't get the trophy. Darian, thoughts? Um, oh, thoughts on the format? Or? No, thoughts on whether or not uh, Joey Logano deserved the championship last year. Well, of course he does. He won it. There you go. I mean, like, I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's not his fault. I mean, to me, though, and I don't know if it's going to be this way next year with the schedule change, but it's to me it's all about Martinsville. Yeah. It is all about Martinsville. That is seems to be the track that – because you've got two guys that are seem to be locked in when you get to that point because of the points they've gained. Right. And, and almost three people locked in depending on the points they've gained. And it's like Martinsville is kind of the track. Right. Interesting point, though. You bring that up. You know, last year at this time, we were like, okay, well, Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, you know, obviously they're going to be locked into Homestead. Now, you know, Kyle Busch probably with, you know, without a disaster happening, he's probably going to be locked into Homestead this year. But we really don't have a second guy who's going to be who we can say is yep. totally locked in. So we, I don't, we've got three spots. There is no big three, and I'm glad. Yeah, Because I too. got so sick of hearing that last year. But there is no big three this year, I don't think. And so I think you're right. I think Kyle Busch is locked in. I don't know about the rest. I think it's going to. Who do you think is going to be in there, Darian? Championship favorites, Final Four. Right now? Yeah, right now. Oh, okay. Let's see. All right, so um, Kyle Busch, obviously. Um, let's see, Joey Logano makes it back. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. And for a fourth, mm, uh, I don't think Harvick's going to make it back. So. No, Denny, don't, no Denny Hamlin? No, Denny Hamlin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking it was a toss-up either between Denny Hamlin or uh, – Eric Jones, just because like you have to peak at the right time. And right. Get Eric Jones. Is, See, uh, so I agree with that. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go. Bush, Hamlin, Logano, and then I think Chase wins Martinsville to go to the final four. So you think there's gonna be like a dark horse type guy in there? Yeah, I think Chase is gonna win Martinsville to go to the final four. I just don't think Truex. I mean, they're, they've won obviously a lot of races this year, but I just I think I don't think I don't think they're going to have that consistency that they've had in the past to make it. It all depends when they peak in the playoffs. Well, you're right. Well, what so. are your final four? Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch. <laughs> you know, I wish it was Kyle that. Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch. I, I wish it was that easy. Oh, um, go ahead, finish, finish, and then I got to go back to something. Um, well, Ky- obviously Kyle. I think it's going to be Kyle Logano. Logano finds a way to get in there. Truex, I think he. Him and Cole Pern find a way to peek in. But then it's a toss-up with me in the fourth position with Keselowski and Hamlin. I think Keselowski has the, you know, I, I think they have the potential to peak at the right time or just win that, you know, win Texas or, you know, win enough playoff races to, you know, just really kind of point their way in as a fourth spot or a Hamlin. I, I think him and Hamlin are, are kind of right there. Um, that could get the fourth spot. But I really I, want to see a couple drivers that we haven't seen in the in the final race before. Yeah, that'd um, be that'd be interesting, like a Larson. <laughs> no, but I don't, I don't think so. Byron, Byron yeah, I think it's gonna shock everyone in the playoffs. Just watch. Trust me. So I just said Kyle Busch's. I just said Kyle Busch's name four times. Darian, you said Michael Waltrip's name how many times? Oh, fifteen thousand. What was that like? Oh. That dude, let me tell you. So, like, um, the whole backstory behind that is there's this dude named Eric Keplinger. 
on Twitter and YouTube. He's a Michael Waltrip fanatic. So if you ever see the Michael Waltrip memes, that's because of him. They always come from his end. And, uh, you know, it was his birthday, and he's so well-known uh, for starting the, the Michael Waltrip memes that even Michael Waltrip tweeted out, like, hey, happy birthday at Eric Keplinger, and that was crazy. So then the Sunday drive back um, from the Bristol house, we were all saying that. I was like, you know what? Let me send a late birthday present. And I tweeted out, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say Michael Walter 15,000 times this Friday. And since I tweeted it, like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't take it back. Like, I had to do it. So um, I got, uh, so, like, I was, um, I don't know, Friday came uh, around, and I was like, oh, crap, like, I have to do this. That's right. So I had to set up the counter. And all that, and I had to, you know, basically, uh, basically, you know, I went live and I said, Michael Walter, Michael Walter, Michael Walter, Mikey, 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 basically, like a whole for like three, for almost three and a half hours until I hit 15k, and I'm never doing that again. Like, I'm like the only way I will ever do something like that again is if I'm getting like paid. And, and <laughs> I mean, even during the stream, like someone donated 150 dollars during the wow. stream. I think I made over like 200 dollars in super chats just off of that stream alone. So I was like, okay, like let's go. And man. Then, it's obviously monetized now, so people are watching it now. And I think that stream has over six thousand views now. Like wow. that's my most watched stream on Black Lives Matter. So Timothy and I will. I'd say it's a, you know at the end, I mean it was a a ton of hard work, but at the end of the day, it was a major success. Timothy so, and I will. Timothy and I will give you twenty dollars each to say Natalie Decker's name fifteen thousand times on a live stream. Twenty dollars? Nah, you got or, it. What about Nat- not Natalie Decker? Natalie Recker. Natalie Recker, yeah. Natalie Recker. Natalie. Oh my God, bro! She's probably gonna block me on Twitter for that. Oh, you know, no, she's it, blocked dude. me. She's blocked me on Instagram, uh, and I even no I even created bro, a me I even created a dummy account and and criticized her, and I got blocked on that one too. <laughs> Noah Gregson blocked so you Noah too. So Noah Gregson has blocked uh, the Father Lead page as well. So. <laughs> Damn. These these <laughs> young these young drivers can't handle criticism at all. The only driver that has blocked me is Cody Ware, but he's blocked other NASCAR YouTubers, so I'm part of the group. Ah, what, what did y'all do to Cody Ware? Well, the, I, I mean, I make jokes. I mean, um, you guys follow me on Twitter, so like y'all see that I I um I like to troll sometimes. Right. <laughs> At times, like you know, some people, you know, I piss people off times, and you know, whenever uh, there's a Rick Ware car out there, like, you know, or, you know, whenever it wrecks or just holds the leaders up, I'm like, oh, there it is, and all that stuff, and I'm just making jokes at it. I mean, at the end of the day, I I'm, I absolutely uh, respect what, they, uh, what they're doing. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes they have, you know, they're uh, basically field fillers, you know, that's what the sport needs, you know, with the low car counts we have now, and, I mean, Sometimes they run three to four cars a weekend. I mean, that's cool. But at the same time, like, just because they do that doesn't mean they're going to be absolved from any sort of criticism. Yeah, I, saw- I guess, like, he didn't like that. <laughs> right. I, like, even his little brother, I think, he, um, I'm not going to go into detail, but even his little brother, I don't know if it was his little brother or his cousin, like, he followed me. And I remember one day, one Monday morning, like, I was going into work and I see like these DMs with like so many DM requests. And I'm like, what the hell? And like, he just sent this paragraph just where he was just, he was pissed with me. He was just so mad at me. And I, and then I got to talking with him and we were just going back and forth. And then I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's his little brother or, or 
cousin or what, and he just blocked me. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Cody like, wears brother off the top rope. <laughs> Jeez. I saw you guys had uh, Tommy Joe Martin on the podcast last week, and it was, it was interesting to see him talk about the start and park perspective. It really kind of opened my eyes to, to what start and parks actually benefit the sport. Oh, no, they do, dude. And, you know, when I was younger, I was like, ooh, the starting parks. But, like, I mean, they fill out the fields, they provide jobs, and, you know, they get drivers opportunities, even if it's just for, you know, a lap or two. And, I mean, plus, I mean, like, like the team has to really rely on a certain type of driver to get the job done. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's, like, easy to say, well, you know, start and park and all that stuff. But, like, that basically means, like, I mean, the whole weekend, can't crash the car because that's your that's the team's guaranteed money maker and if you crash it there's no backup for it and you pretty much just screwed up his plans at a guaranteed payday so you know like and plus you know some of these start and park teams like you know some of these start park cars help fund you know the main cars so they can perform well mm-hmm. um that's yeah, that is true i've never thought about it that way back to the what you uh, block the blocking um of uh drivers or whoever blocking us and you see what i did no gregson i would always comment on his photos uh you know like i guess uh put puke 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 emojis and like uh you know uh on his pictures and you know you know like oh please stop sharing photos of yourself yeah you just troll you just trolled him nonstop from like february and it was just only a matter of time before he and, blocked. and natalie decker put out that that post about you know, mistake, after Bristol, after Bristol mistake, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, mistakes. Ha- yeah. Mistakes happen. I'm moving on from it. And I put in there. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that it's all roses and rainbows. And she hit you with the block <laughs> after that too. What's but, funny about that is Gregson's actually a fan of Black Lives Matter. He's a big fan of the channel. Really? <laughs> I've actually talked with him. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked with him. He knows about the whole NASCAR YouTube community. Uh, I didn't talk to him in person. Um, uh, at Bristol, but in Vegas, I uh, talked with him for a moment. I was like, um, he was like rattling off some channels, and and I I straight up asked him, well, and I asked him, uh, do you know who Black Lives Matter is? And he's like, yeah, it's you. I'm like, holy crap, he actually does. <laughs> oh, he knows who I am. <laughs> well, now he's gonna block you too for being on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I like him though, but I like him. I like Greg. I feel, I feel like he's got a good future in the sport. Um, he's just got to stay off the. I mean, he's got to watch what he puts on, like, social media and stuff. Like, I mean, that Snapchat story of him, like, catcalling that uh, girl with the big ass. I'm like, damn. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. But somebody else does, and I can't think of his name. I showed you that one time. It was like all these pigs were in a cage, and he started shooting the pigs. I don't know who that Um, was. I can't remember who that was. Yeah, I can't remember who that was. I think it was a truck truck series. Yeah, Chase Purdy. Chase Purdy. Chase Purdy. So, And then he he ended up removing it. But, like, he went out and started shooting these pigs in the head. Um, I know, <laughs> man. Yeah, people. What the hell? I know. These drivers are they dumb? Right, like you're already being monitored enough as it is. See, Connor thinks Noah Gregson's in line to replace Jimmy Johnson. What do you think? You know, I, I mean, I was thinking that at the very beginning of the season, but I mean, it it really all depends on what happens on on how Gregson performs next season. I mean, this was his first year. Obviously, I was expecting a playoff appearance. It is not that hard to make the Xfinity playoffs if you're with a team like Junior Motorsports, but you should. With the nine-team, too, who's won championships. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, he has shown some promise this year. I mean, he did finish second at at Michigan, and then 
you know, Iowa, he ran pretty well too. I mean, he's ran well most of the season, but I was expecting more. But then, but you know, then again, it is his first year in in the Xfinity Series full time, so I'm going to give him some time on that. Um, I mean, I would love to see that. You know, Johnson, you know, retires. You know, um, as once his uh, contract is up after 2020, I mean, I would love to see Gretchen, uh replace him as long as you know the performance is there. But, you know, some other candidates, uh, I mean, uh, you know, if we're going to talk about outside-the-box candidates, uh, Chris Buescher would definitely be a what? favorite to me. Yeah, I would love – Chris Buescher is so good. He is so damn good. I mean, he's a former champion in the Xfinity, in the Xfinity Series. I mean, he does have a cup win, but it's not really a cup win. Y'all know what I mean. But, like, right. I mean, he is running Hendrick equipment right now with uh, Dodger Grayson. He's able to put that car inside the top 15 um, week in and week out. Like sometimes, you know, he, he doesn't always finish there, but he's running up there, though. And there's just so much potential. I feel like in some, you know, top tier equipment, you know, he'll really shine. But then again, you know, like some of these drivers, like, you know, you put them in, in these top rides that had mediocre rides and they end up struggling. I, well, you know, and yeah, I guess like, you know, it's a, it's a whole circumstantial thing, you know, just because, you know, different, you know, guys you're working with and that sort of thing, different setups and all that stuff. But I would love to see him get a chance. I'm going to, well, Connor has suggested that Ross Chastain replaces Jimmy Johnson. I would love that too. But I mean, like right now, like all indications, I mean, it could. I mean, that could be in line because Chastain, from what I'm hearing, he's about to go full time with Colleague Racing in 2020. Like, and they're going to try and work out some deal to get the 16 up and running for him full time next year. So he's going to run for the Xfinity Championship with a better team next season. It looks like, mm-hmm. um, and I think he'll probably win the Truck Series Championship. But then again, under the playoff format, you never know. Yeah. So I mean, I I would like I. I would definitely like to see that. And I'm or, going to you know, adjust an all guy or mm, maybe move back up. I, I, cool. I have my prediction who replaces Jimmy Jones. I don't know if I've shared it with you. Probably not. Matt DiBenedetto. Oh. <laughs> wow. And he becomes I have he becomes the Martin Truex Jr. of this this next era where Truex kind of, you know, ran okay and then he got got the ride and he became a true he, I mean clearly dominant. I don't know if I necessarily make that comparison just because Trucks was a two-time you know Bush Series champion the Benedetto was a NASCAR bust it was looking like I was like oh god like I mean I remember his runs in the, you know in the 2010s with Joe Gibbs and the Nationwide Series and I was like oh god who is this guy like, this guy sucks like get him out of here <laughs> you know then you see like him then you see, you know, start to see him run sporadically with like uh, smaller teams and then I'm like oh well maybe he should get another chance so he's gone from NASCAR bust to essentially the NASCAR underdog, so I mean that's a I mean that's a very big jump there, you know, in a few uh, uh, just a few years. So I mean, yeah, I would like to see it, you know, but I mean it's just unfortunate what's happening now. I mean, I know DeBetta was getting a ton of crap at, at the very beginning of the season for not running well, but I mean fans have to understand this isn't Burnt-Durrell racing. I mean, they're not. I mean, like. Furniture are racing, like sure they got the same equipment, but I mean that was a different caliber of guys that would work uh, that would uh, work on the cars, prepare mm-hmm. them, provide setups, you know that sort of thing, and make the the right strategy calls. I mean the uh, Levine family racing, it's a totally different circumstance. So 
I mean, and then, you know, towards the end of the season, we started to see the better Deto perform better. And, you know, now he's getting shafted, unfortunately. So I hope he uh, finds a, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly, I, I hope Joe Gibbs maybe puts him in an Xfinity ride just because I would like to see him run up front somewhere. But, you know, I, I'm just talking with some drivers on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Some drivers just hate that. They would rather just, you know, run in the back in the Cup Series because then they're running, uh, running against the best. Yeah, it's interesting you make that point because I, uh, I, you know, too think he should, you know, get a full-time ride with, um, Gibbs and Xfinity. I saw when I got home in the in the wee hours this morning a uh, tweet that Joe Gibbs is in the final stages of starting a third full time Xfinity team for next year. I don't know if you heard that, but uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I can't remember who I. Maybe it was Alan Kavana tweeted it out, but uh, okay. I think that's that's pretty interesting because I'm, I wonder who's going to be in the ride. I I really hope Brandon Jones is out of there. Um, I mean, he's just making a mockery. He's, got money. he's never leaving. He's uh, got the money. Where, where's he getting the money from? Realm or no, no, it's um, Realm, something like that. Reem? I think his dad what? like Reem. Yeah, Reem. I think. I think so. I think his dad has like um, a stake in that company. Jesus, that, that's what I heard. Jesus, I mean, he's just—he's embarrassing. He's—you can—you can definitely—you can, definitely, can definitely see the talent level transition from. Uh, from Bell to to Jones, but uh, I I do think that's interesting. I think it'd be um I think it'd be good if I actually think it'd be better if if DeBenedetto stepped down, did full time Xfinity for one year, and then really just kind of like weighed his options and saw what's out there rather than like I wouldn't want to go to the thirty eight car. Like if I'm DeBenedetto, I don't want to yeah. step down in a lesser ride. Like I want to go into a ride where I'm competitive, regardless if it's the Xfinity series. Like it, as long as I can contend for wins and be relevant, I'd rather do that than cruise around 25th. Yeah, but, you know, to Benedetto, I mean, I could see myself doing that if I feel I haven't proven myself in Cup, but I feel like that he's proven himself in Cup. But also, I mean, this is another thing that, you know, most people, like, like um, they don't uh, really think about. I mean, which series pays the most money, though? That's a thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, these drivers, they got bills to pay, and right. I mean, I don't know. Like, if somebody, if uh, if if somebody's paying me more money to run in the back of a Cup Series than to run up front in Xfinity or trucks, so I, I mean, I'm I'm taking the money in, in Cup all day, like, honestly. Yeah, it all just depends what you value more: winning and being competitive, or or money. I understand you got to get the bills paid, but um, but yeah, I I think he should uh. Like if if it's if the opportunity is there for him and the offers on the table, which I would be surprised if it wasn't, um, I would highly consider it if I was, if I was him. But before while I'm looking at the notes here, talk about your beef with NASCAR Reddit, <laughs> bro. Like everyone, every NASCAR YouTuber seems to have some sort of beef with NASCAR Reddit, man. Like they're so like they're like that's where all the freaking boomers are. Mm-hmm. That's where all the freaking old people who are just now discovering the internet, who or who you know just discovered it like two or three years ago. That's where they are, and like they have some sort of like beef with really any sort of NASCAR YouTuber. Because I've seen like you know my stuff being posted in there, and I mean they they've completely banned uh, David Land and Kamikaze Games stuff being posted wow. in there. 
just because I guess I and, and and like they're not even that bad. Like Kamikaze games, like to the people who actually think like that's that's really how he acts in real life, like you're you're an idiot. Yeah, like like, like you just don't have two like, cents. It's, it's a character. Like I've talked with him personally. It's a it's a freaking character. Right. And then David Land, I mean David Land, don't get me wrong, he's kinda like me, he likes to troll sometimes and stuff, but I mean and you know, he, he might say some things that I might find like foolish or or whatever in that moment, but I mean, he's harmless to me. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't get the whole quorum with the with him and stuff. Like, yeah, he criticizes the NASCAR and everything, and like you know, and you know, obviously, I you know probably thinks IndyCar is way better. But See, I mean, he, but I mean, he also criticizes IndyCar like the same amount though. Right. See, watch his content. But, but that, like, that's the know, that's like, the problem I have with. Like, I love the whole NASCAR YouTube community. I love all you guys. And I've watched all you guys. I've binge-watched all you guys' videos an ample amount of times. But for some reason, I, I think David Land, I think he's, to me, he's just overly critical. And I just don't like how he tries to draw comparison and connects the dots from NASCAR to IndyCar. Because you can't without finding problems. And I think that is just like a, like, that irks me. I, I like David Land, but I just, sometimes that the, the critical sense that he brings with trying to draw the comparisons and connect the dots with NASCAR and IndyCar just kind of like irks me because it's like y you really can't like it's just yeah I mean and, you know I I I completely understand that and you know I mean I'm glad you brought that up because I mean I can tell that you know you're very tolerant of you know whatever it is, whether you agree with it or not NASCAR Reddit though and you know this is not all not all but some and maybe sometimes most are not tolerant. Of NASCAR YouTubers, mm -hmm. and to me, it's just a joke thing too. I mean, YouTube's the biggest platform. You know, it, it's the most used social media site. You know, out of Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, whatever. Right. Like, it's the most used. I mean, there's there's data. There's a there's a lot of data to to back this up too. If you just you know with the simple Google search, and you know NASCAR YouTubers pop up a lot, and you know our videos pop up a lot. You know, um, you know. Um, in a following, you know, you get a ton of traction and that sort of thing. And, you know, and, you know, if you're on my Twitter or Instagram, if you like, you know, say your uh, opinions and stuff, and they sometimes get critiqued, as uh, some of y'all have seen on my Twitter yeah. <laughs> from time to time. But, I mean, you know, it's just like, my whole thing is, like, what's, like, what's your problem? Like, what's your guys' problem, man? Like, like, we're fans just like you, and we're trying to help present the sport to a younger demographic, a demographic that NASCAR has failed, really for the most part, has failed to uh, to capture. I mean, I've gotten so many comments, and I know my buddies have gotten so many comments, like, hey, like, you know, I started watching NASCAR because I started watching your videos, or like, hey, I was about to really, like, I'm, I, well, I'm, I, well, I'm, I'm not really in, into the sport like that, but like, I'll still watch your guys' videos and stuff, and I'll, like, you know, keep tabs with it. Like, that's a win. Like, as long as they keep tabs with this sport, like, that's, that's pretty cool. Right. You know, that's pretty cool, you know, to hear that, you know, that, you know, like, oh, I'm the reason that they're keeping tabs with it, or I'm the reason that they're, you know, watching it. And, you know, like, NASCAR Reddit, though, like, all I really see there is they'll post, like, our videos from time to time, and then they'll post stuff like, Oh, I found uh, uh, you know this NASCAR-related thing in a store, or hey, look at this! Look what I just bought! I just bought this diecast and all that. Like, it, it, it's like it. I, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know why they're so like. I mean, they just need to get off their high horse because like, it's not hard to be like you know a well-known NASCAR writer or whatever you call it. I mean, right. on YouTube, you actually have to put in work. You got to put in like you know time, effort, like you know making the videos and that sort of thing. That you know, and then you know, just to see them hate on us for really no reason sometimes. Right. It's, it's crazy. And so I ha- I have a why problem. I say that's why I'm always saying like, hey, screw the car weather or whatever. But I mean, for the most part, though, I mean, it's just like entertaining. It's funny. Like I don't really take it all that serious, but you know, this is the internet, and yeah. some people take it extremely serious. So some people on there hate me, but you know, some people on there love me. Right, and I agree. And like I like I was telling Danny B at Bristol, I I you know started really paying attention to you know NASCAR YouTube last year at the beginning of the 2018 season is really when I started to follow um, all you guys you know closely, and I was telling him I don't like how NASCAR Reddit and then and NASCAR YouTube, like, how they bash NASCAR YouTube and stuff, because I believe, like, you know, as a fan base as a whole, like, we're we're all, you guys, the NASCAR YouTube community, we're all young, and I believe the integrity of the fan base of the sport is in our hands, and I think NASCAR YouTube is enhancing the sport in a way that it's going to grow, like, in the next, like, Danny B was telling me, like, NASCAR YouTube's at the bottom right now, and in the next five years, it's going to be skyrocketed. And I think because of NASCAR YouTube and the platforms that you guys do have, I think it gives you guys the ability to keep the integrity of the sport and not, you know, because, you know, you tell people you're like a NASCAR fan. They're like, oh, yeah, redneck and all that stuff. Like, no, like, like, I believe the integrity of the sport really relies in our hands and like as a young community of NASCAR fans and stuff. And I just really like the the back and forth beefing and stuff. Like, I just think that that just hurts the sport and hurts hurts the fan base more than anything because it just like it's like why can't we all just get along and i understand that's just impossible and that's that'll never happen but like this like we could at least support each other you know yeah yeah i feel you on that but then you know on the other hand though some of that beef can be very entertaining right like if i'm watching you know if i'm just scrolling it's like oh like look what you know such and such said about reddit or you know look what nascar reddit said about us this time yeah it's like you know, it's funny or whatever, but like, you know, back to the whole, you know, trying to get younger fans and the integrity and stuff like I have opened up, you know, like the eyes of so many people on my campus here at, at UNLV where like they ask like, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a NASCAR YouTuber. And like their first thing is like, what? Like, dude, you're black. Like you, like you watch stuff. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's awesome. Like, it's, it's, yeah. I'm like, dude, it's like the greatest sport ever. And then, like, I'm, I'm like, dude, just watch a race or, you know, go to one sometime. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, yeah, the racing might not might not be the best if you go to one in person. But, like, the atmosphere, the energy, like, it's so contagious. And you're going to want to go back for more. Trust me. Well, and, and then s- just the name Black Lives Matter makes them laugh, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, and speaking of um, going back for more, obviously you've been to Vegas, you've been to Bristol. What other tracks are on your bucket list? Uh, Darlington. Now, I want to go there. Um, my mom's really been on me about going to the Coca-Cola 600, so I would definitely like to go oh, there. Oh man, I was I was at ran- I was at I was at the longest Coca-Cola 600 ever. Uh, they had like 20 cautions, mm. and it was like a six. Oh, hour 2005. Race. I yes. remember watching that. Oh my god! Yeah, gosh. Junior Junior wrecked Michael Waltrip. Yeah, it was funny. Oh yeah. So pissed. <laughs> so now I've got you. But no, like I was so mad for some reason. Um, I was a little kid. I was a little, um, uh, 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 
a little kid and like I was like mad at Walter for some reason. I was like, Walter was in Junior's way, even though it was clearly Junior's fault. <laughs> now, what about Martinsville? Because you got a free place to stay here at, at my house. Because, I mean, i got four bedrooms. and Hey, yeah, Martinsville, too. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Jared was talking about that. He's going to be at the race in October. So, I mean, I'm going to be in Tennessee in October because Danny B's getting married. So, I'm one of the groomsmen. Oh, yeah, so oh, yeah. Plane tickets and stuff out there. So, you know, maybe I, I probably can't go this year. But, you know. Maybe um, I'm not, I don't know next year. Possibly. Hey, bro, Ma- Martinsville, Martinsville night race. Let's all get together. Get the whole get round up the whole NASCAR and YouTube I've got, community. And I mean, I've got the studio here. Everybody can just do their show from here. We got we got the studio yeah, here. Let's do it. Nas- Nas- first Martinsville night race. Let's all do it. I've got like yeah, um, good, everybody man. could we could have like this huge NASCAR Heat Four competition because I've got like all these huge big screen TVs <laughs> and all these rooms yeah. and everybody could everybody could get two more Xboxes. Well, you've got one, so just one more Xbox. Everybody could do this this Heat competition too. yeah oh we all got ps4s bro oh, oh they're all ps4s we're the only one with three yeah we all got ps4s man well we've got uh we've got a pretty big uh i guess big announcement or surprise for you uh oh yeah uh we're uh connor and i are uh flying to vegas on october 7th oh no way yeah we'll be in vegas for a few days Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, 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 dude. We gotta hang out. Let's go grab some beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right by the strip too. So. Right. Um. So I mean, we want you to like. Uh, we want to be on the track. Uh, we want you to take us for a lap around Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. You said you guys are coming October seventeenth. Yeah, seven. We'll be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and heading home Thursday. Oh, for what? Just to hang out in Vegas? No, I've got a conference I'm going to, and uh, I'm hanging out. Connor's got vlogging to do. <laughs> yeah, I got vlogging to do. I'm, yeah, as you know, I'm on this oh, YouTube yeah, grind man, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I got. Um, I have class on on Monday and Wednesday. Dude, we're coming out there. Like... Dude, we're coming out there to see you, and you're telling <laughs> talking to us about class. <laughs> Screw class. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, no, no. <laughs> I got class. Oh, that'll be perfect because the conference will be over, you know, in the in the afternoon. So yeah. Yeah, Connor will have enough time to sober up. Is there up a from good the place? Uh, yeah, you'll have to. We'll have to like have dinner at a good place at Vegas. I mean, obviously, I'm sure you know a good place to have dinner at Vegas. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, and also let's have pole position too. Oh yeah, pole position. They're out there, right? What is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, two locations, one on the Strip and one in Summer. What is that? But we'll go to the Strip. Yeah, explain to Timothy. Uh, what that's a go-kart place. Oh, my gosh, are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah, boy. Yeah, that's a go-kart. Oh, that's, a, oh, that's, that's even better. I'm, like, getting really excited <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, Timothy's the go-kart. He, he self-proclaimed the go-kart Connor god. Gets, Connor gets upset because I, like, I turn it into a, what's the game? A uh, wreck fest. Wreck fest. I like to just wreck people and <laughs> put them in the wall, and uh, Connor gets mad. Because I actually race and, and stuff. Yeah, like I, you're a dick. What the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, I'm pretty sure that was my exact words the last time we raced each other. I was like, you're a dick. <laughs> I, I actually walked you're, out of the go-kart. Yeah, I, Connor stormed out. I walked out of the go-kart. Uh, track like K1 in, in Charlotte last time we raced because I was so fed up because everybody was just trying to wreck each other and they were wrecking each other and I was actually trying to race and I was like you know screw this I'm wasting my time so I, I walked out I, I rage, rage quit it yeah I rage quit it on, it said yeah, it said oh, player player 18 left the game I've never seen anyone rage at a good car play. Oh, dude, I've like, raged. And then I went outside and I said, we're not leaving. Yeah. I followed him out to the car and I said, we're not leaving here until we run that third race. 
And I was like, nah, I was I was hell bent yeah, on. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you paid for it already. <laughs> right. like, nah, it's gotta I was I was <laughs> done, bro. Uh, oh well, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'll have to hit we that up for set sure. That, up. that would be that would be cool. So we'll be in touch about that. Yeah, let's do it, man. Because that's coming up. Uh, anything else, uh, Connor? Before we uh, this has been a great. We've been we've been at it for over an hour with you. Anything else, Connor? You want to bring up? Yeah. Before we let him go. I wanna I wanna talk a little bit since we're getting later into the season now and and stuff. I wanna talk a little bit about Natalie Decker and and Deegan and what paths you think they're gonna take in two thousand and uh, two thousand and twenty coming up. Oh my God! Well, here we go. <laughs> so let's start with Decker first. Let's get let's get the whole, let's get the elephant out the room. Man, I don't know what the hell is going on with her next year. Like, if she gets released, I'm making the bus video. Xfinity, like, she's going Xfinity racing. Why have you not already made the bus video? Well, no, because the season ain't over. Oh, There's well, more wrecks to put in that video. <laughs> what did you say, Connor? She's wrecked 18 right times? Uh, someone put out, I saw something. It was she's like. The 54 is wrecked 18 times, but she's wrecked 16 because she can drive uh, at outdoor. That was someone else. Are we counting the like multiple wrecks and races like Bristol as in as that yeah. 16? Okay. Yeah. So I was actually I think I was talking to to Timothy about this. I was like, you know, I can't wait to watch Darian's bus video on Natalie Decker because it's gonna be so long with all like the wreck footage and like just everything that's happened this year with her to talk about. Like the like the. It's beef. not gonna be as long as Danica's, but. Uh-oh. It's long though, <laughs> and you know I'm also going to admit again that I was so wrong about saying, yeah, I think Decker's the real deal. Yeah. I can, I, looking back now, looking back on last year, what the hell was I thinking? Right, because right, uh, I remember you were like, you know, I'm gonna give the slight edge to uh, to Natalie Decker since she has, you know, some actually like asphalt and stuff experience, and Haley's only done yeah, dirt. Yeah, car experience. Yeah. You know, looking back now, like I remember real rap and it was telling me like this whole time, like, dude, you know, trust me, Deegan's gonna be better, and I'm like, we'll see. And then by the by, you know, by the beginning of this season, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's Deegan. Huh. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I see what I see. What's going on? All right, so. Haley Deegan now, what, what do you see her doing next year? You see her doing K&N with part-time uh, truck? Like, what, what do you see her, her I doing? See her, uh, honestly, I see her, you know, part-time truck series with, uh, you know, Coppers Motorsports. Um, there's a video out there. I forgot um, what channel it's on, but, like, it was uh, some sort of interview with Brian Deegan, and he was talking about, you know, the success of, uh, you know, that uh, his uh, children have had in motorsports, and, he had mentioned for a brief moment, like, yeah, Toyota has already said that, you know, she'll be in the state, uh, you know, and uh, KPM truck in, like, three seasons, like, that month. And this interview took place in 2017. Oh, uh, I think I remember seeing that, yeah. 2019, and, you know, three seasons, so 2020 is coming up. Is, so, I, I, it's pretty, I don't know, it's pretty much a done deal in my mind. We'll see her in the truck series part-time, and it's going to be very interesting because, like, she has to learn how to, you know, do – you know, pit stops during the race because right. K and N they they don't do that. They always stop. So right and make the uh, make the adjustments and then just to see how she transitions the competition. I don't think she's gonna turn into a decker. I really don't. Like I mean, I feel like, you know, like you know, like she's just gonna get her feet wet just a little bit in the truck series and um maybe continue to run full time in the K and N series, but like honestly I don't really see the point like you know, like if you're in the truck series part time already, like maybe focus on that. Right. 
know, and, and or you know, just want more seat time. Maybe run the K and N full time or part time, something like that. But you know, it's going to be great to to see her in uh, you know, welcome that top three series. Oh yeah, you, thing, you thing, know, there's going to be a lot of hype behind yeah, that. Yeah, but what I get concerned about is, and I'm not saying that this is the case with Decker because I think she's bad overall, but I do get concerned about somebody not performing in the trucks and then being labeled as they're not a good driver because I feel like somebody like Harrison Burton has been labeled that way because he's, he runs much, I think some people are just more cut out for the cars and the trucks drive so different. Yes. Yes. Harrison Burton is a perfect, is a very, he is the perfect example in the Infinity series that dude, that kid is running top five, you know, He's not getting taken out by Paul Lennard. He's on right. the top five. And, and um, I mean, in the trucks, though, like, I mean, people, like, they think, like, they, like, you know, some fans like to label the truck series as, like, this third development series, but it's like, no, it's its own thing. Like, but, like you know, there's NASCAR Cup Series, and then there's the Xfinity Series, and then there's the truck series. It's its own separate thing, to, you know, and sometimes you'll have tough guys running there. The same for Xfinity. Like, you know, like, there's no official development series to me, like, other than, like, maybe, like, the K&N series and all that, because, like, I don't know, like, I just look at at everything else as, like, cup lights, you know what I mean, like, for Xfinity and trucks, so, like, mm-hmm. yeah, but back to the whole thing, like, yeah, Todd Gilliland, uh, I feel like maybe he's gotten, you know, a lot of bad looks, too, and I, I, I know I've made the joke about him this year and his performance, but, it, yeah, I mean, just both the K just both the KBM trucks this year, this has just not been their year. Just like, I mean, when someone like a Greg Biffle comes back for a one-offer and wins, that's bad. When someone like a Chandler Smith comes in at Bristol and scores a runaround finish and beats both the regulars, mm-hmm. that's bad. That's such a bad look. And, right. You know, Harrison Burton, I feel like, he's supposed to be in Joe Gibbs' plan. Maybe that's what that third team is for. I right. know you guys want the better Deto, but I mean, you know, even the Toyota driver program, so maybe they might want to have Harrison Burton fill that third seat in Xfinity. And I think he would do really well. Uh, Todd Gilliland, on the other hand, um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got the shaft from KBM, but, you know, his dad does own, you know, the DGR Crosley Racing, so right. he always has a seat there. Yeah, he'll have a seat in that 54 because we know Natalie ain't going to be back in there, so. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if Natalie's back in there next year. Oh, that um, she brings in money, so she may be back. But none of the hilarious. teams coming back. Yeah, I'm just gonna be interested oh, to I see know, like I what know. she yeah. does. Dude, the whole audio too. Like I, I remember being there at Bristol too. Just like seeing her getting wrecked and then getting wrecked by the safety truck. I'm just like, yeah, what's the truck? <laughs> wow. yeah. Connor wants to know what she's gonna do after racing. She's gonna post puppy pictures with Derek. She's got a pretty face. Pretty much, yeah. I give her that. <laughs> oh, is that is that what she posts on her Instagram? I don't, I don't follow. Yeah, her. yeah. I mean, it's 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 the Natalie Decker show. It's her and Derek and the dog and like they uh, they know. post pictures of their like inside their apartment. She but had it, a YouTube channel. I know. I've I, seen I, some I of her YouTube uh, videos. And it's yeah, like I, I unsubscribed a long time ago. I'm like, yeah, this is this is boring. And it's like uh, you know, one one post. I don't know. She was doing some kind of sports car racing last week or something. And I guess her, down, yeah, I guess her like clutch that. went out or something. So it's like you know, oh my clutch went out. So I've decided to go shopping. And here's what I bought. And you know, it's like okay, <laughs> yeah, it's just are you serious? Are you serious about racing? Yeah, or not? it's like where's your head at, honestly, <laughs> bro, bro? You want to want to see some funny ass shit. Go on the racing reference page and go click on the comments. All of you shit. It's great. 
<laughs> oh, I look at racing reference a yeah, lot. Look, I never look at the comments though. Oh, you'll have to look no, at the comments. Don't, don't read the comments, man, from top to bottom. <laughs> For, give case. you a good laugh. All right, uh, Darian, um, how can people, obviously we've been talking about you and, and some of the YouTube stuff you've done, how can people find you? Well, they can just go on YouTube, look up Black Lives Matter, and they can find me. On the road to 15,000 subscribers, currently at 14.5K. Let's hit 15, man. I would definitely love to hit 20K before the uh, before the you know uh, before 2019 is over. And uh, follow me on Twitter. Um, so Twitter friends and Instagram as well. So for some reason, Twitter and Instagram have a character limit on uh, you know on you know uh, people's usernames. So. Instead of Black Flags Matter, it's Black Flag Matter. So it's off by one. So go follow me at Black Flag Matter. <laughs> All right. But it's Black Flags, obviously. And I'm on at... uh, Twitter and um, and uh, Instagram too. I'm and, at... um, I have some. I post some different stuff on there, and uh, yeah, 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 just go follow me. And uh, man, wanted, um, wanted to say thanks for the support, guys. And thanks for having me on again. I love these. Hey, and and we'll see you in a few weeks in Vegas, and we're gonna do like a competition at the racetrack because oh, yeah. we need to have like I don't know some type of an award for the winner. That's gonna make that's gonna make for some good vlogs that I'm gonna try and piece together. I'm actually I'm actually in the middle of trying to finish my uh, my Darlington vlog now, so I'll make sure to drop your channel in the in the description of of the Darlington vlog to to check you out. So. Oh yeah, do it, man. Let's do it, bro. All right, well we'll be in touch, and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks. And and thanks for coming on. Yeah, 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 no problem, guys. Thanks for having me on, man, and you know, appreciate you guys and uh, having me on, and I uh, can't wait to see you guys. All, All right, man, take see you, buddy. Darren. All right, man, we had him on for like over an hour. That was a great interview. Yeah, it was a great interview. Always it's good, good to have him back. Yeah, I mean, it's great to have somebody that, I mean, so passionate about racing. Right. And, uh, really, I mean, is very opinionated about racing and has, uh, you know, tells it like he sees it from that young perspective, kind of like you. Uh, he talked about that whole YouTube generation of the young, um, the young people coming into the sport. I kind of feel left out because I'm. Like in my 30 and 30. You just missed it. You missed it by about 15 years. <laughs> okay, that's what, see, if, if YouTube had been around when I was a kid, things would be so much different right now. Uh, I'd be in, uh, I don't know, I'd be in Hollywood right now. Uh, you know, like how the old, old people are. You know, if all this money was around when I was a kid, I'd be millionaire see, I'm, tr- I'm trying to play catch up. So. Uh, you know, I'm trying to help you kick, kick your, <laughs> you know, hoping that I'm not forgotten about when, yeah. you, when you get to, uh, you know, a million subscribers. And uh, uh, I don't know about all that. Hey, thank you. Dr- Dream big. Think yeah, big. Dream big. Right. Yeah. Don't ever right. say it can't happen. Don't anybody ever tell you you can't do something. You're right. There you go. You're right. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, huge uh, podcast. Um, uh, Connor coming back, sitting on the couch. Uh, what's that been like? Uh, nostalgia. It was throwback weekend, so we had to throw it back <laughs> to about a month ago when I was still a member right. of the show. <laughs> right. A month ago. Just a month ago. <laughs> just a month ago, you guys heard my voice every week, and now now we just have to do a throwback episode. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's it's obviously uh, been great to have you uh, here um, on the couch beside me. It's, it gets, does get a little uh, little uh, boring sitting in here with, with nobody beside me on the couch. Yeah. Um, so uh, thanks for being being uh, with us. And uh, hey, don't forget, um, uh, go ahead and plug your stuff. Yeah. So you can actually subscribe to me on YouTube. Uh, my name is just Connor Bun. I got 19 subscribers right now, so we're on the road to 20. Okay, Darian's on the road to 20,000. I'm on the road to 20. <laughs> you want 20 by the end of the year. Yeah, and uh, so we'll have a new video coming out this week. Hopefully we can uh, get it up by 
noon or a little bit after that on Wednesday. And, uh, the Darlington. And words. yeah, but other than that, you guys can follow me on Instagram at ConnorBun, double underscore, or uh, on Twitter where I'm not all that active tweeting, but you can follow me there at Connor. And you've got some other uh, vlogs kind of that are going to be coming this year. NASCAR related. Yeah. I got some, obviously we're going to do the, you'll be out, uh, Vegas vlogging. Yeah. We got Roval. Um, Probably, yeah, probably the Roval. Martinsville. Definitely Martinsville. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, we got some exciting videos coming up here. And even, you know, next week we're going to the Carolina Panther game. So, a little bit different from racing. But, um, yeah, we got some exciting videos coming up. So, stay tuned if uh, if you're interested. All right, very good. And and, and final thoughts about Indy coming up this weekend. What, what do you think we're going to see? Oh, man. Brain, probably. Well, one thing we didn't talk to uh, Darian about uh, is who's going to make the playoffs. So, we got... Um, it's Newman, Boyer, Johnson, Suarez. Those are the four. Yeah. Johnson's kind of the one that's farthest out. Yeah. So who, 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 what two of those four do you think make it? Um, and Newman and Boy- Newman and Suarez are actually tied for 16th. Yeah. Boyer, I think is like eight points or six points or something to the good. I think, I think, uh, I think Suarez and, and Boyer are. So you think Suarez and Boyer are going to yeah, make it? I just think Su- Suarez is, Indy's like his type track, the flat track vibe. So I, I think he, uh, I'll give him the edge over Newman there. Newman just, you know, they they don't really have the speed. And well, so. especially yeah, on those fast tracks. And Jimmy Johnson has said we're going to Indy to win it. Yeah, that's they're going to win it, but that's a far fetch. I know he ran well yesterday, but um, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be an interesting Indy race. He probably not. To, he needs to put everything together. Yeah, it's the bad luck, and then it's just the not ducks have to line the whole race together. perfectly. Together. Seems so much more difficult for him to get a whole race together. Man. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 34 of the podcast. There's only two more words to say. Crash. Trouble.